0: Man, I, that is my favorite, I think that's my favorite, all-time favorite Christmas hymn right there. The thrill of hope is my favorite line in that favorite song, Holy Night, the thrill of hope. That's where, hey Amy, good job. That was so awesome. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me. That's great. I hope she comes back. That's her first time with us the thrill of hope. That's where that line, when I, when, I, when I think about that line, that was the idea behind the theme for this entire Christmas season, the thrill of hope. Do you remember as a child, the thrill of hope for Christmas time? I hope that it was that way for you growing up, because it was for me. I sure do remember the thrill of hope. I mean, it's that, that heart Pounding, butterfly-producing anticipation with great expectation that something exciting uh, is going to happen, something incredible is about to happen, something maybe even life-changing is about to happen. If you've you know been here at our church before, you've heard me probably say this around Christmas time. But my parents made Christmas just so much fun as a child, so much fun. But then you know, life starts happening. You get a little bit older. And things just sort of pile up on you and you know at some point you have to go get a job (laughs) not not all that fun and then you have to get a car you got to figure out you know how to pay for that you got to figure out where you're going to live and then maybe you have kids and and you know then you have to figure out how you're going to pay for everything and all the stress that comes along with all those things you guys don't have to worry about that you got you guys right here in the front row you don't have to worry about that at all you got nothing to worry about right you're just looking forward to tomorrow morning right but you know then then you add all the relational challenges of life in on top of that and, and then you know the tragedies the tragedies happen and man it happens to all of us it haven't if it hasn't happened to you yet it's it's going to you know we all face those kinds of things and. I think if we're not careful, if we're just not really careful, the thrill of hope for us can turn into a season of overwhelming feelings, just overwhelming feelings. Maybe even as the years go by, and I had some conversations with some people over this weekend, you know, where they'd been burned by churches even, and they'd gone through challenges there, and they went through a season and are in a season maybe of even disbelief. And so maybe even some of you, that might be where you're at. And I think if we're honest, though, wherever you're at i think if we're honest with each other i think all of us could probably say we're a little bit exhausted you know in our culture even Uh, we can be facing despair or maybe it is disbelief or maybe it's deep sadness for the loss of a loved one maybe maybe you guys somebody is going through that now where it's really fresh and i get it i get the sadness for the season you know Um, my grandfather died on Christmas Day, my dad died on New Year's Day, uh, several years apart, but, you know, so every holiday that came around there for a little while, it was sadness, it was a season of sadness, because you remember all the good things, and that thrill of hope that you had as a a child. Maybe for you, uh, I don't know where you're at on this, but maybe for you, the thrill of hope seems like an impossibility. It just seems like To be able to capture that again, or maybe even capture it for the very first time, seems like, you know, an impossibility. Is it possible to get back to, or is it possible to get for the first time, this thrill of hope, you know, where where you can honestly say, you know, that I have the thrill of hope, and in spite of the weariness of my soul, I'm going to rejoice, That's kind of what the song was talking about. But here's the thing. The thrill of hope comes with the knowledge that your soul has worth. That's where the thrill of hope comes from. It comes from the knowledge of knowing that your soul has great worth. Your soul, the very DNA of who makes you you, you have to understand that is great worth and your life has purpose and your life has meaning and you are here for a reason. I'm not talking about just tonight. I think you're here tonight even for a reason, but I'm talking about here. You're just here on planet earth. You exist. God gave you life for purpose, for meaning because your soul, your very soul of what makes you, you has great worth, great worth to God. And the worth, when we understand that, the worth of your soul can outweigh the weariness of the world when we put our faith in Jesus. Let me say that again. The worth of your soul can outweigh, it can outweigh the weariness of this world when you put your hope and faith in Jesus. When you think about those words of the song, O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he, Jesus, till he appeared, till he stepped down out of the glories of heaven and came to earth. It was then that the soul felt its worth because we realized how much God actually loves us that he would send his son to die for us. That's the moment where we go, our soul has great worth. God thinks that much of us. And from the moment that darkness fell on man, Jesus planned to come to us like light shining in a darkness. And honestly, we will only ever overcome any sadness or any grief or any hopelessness. We will only ever regain the thrill of hope or gain the thrill of hope for the very first time and to realize that your soul has worth And and that God came near to you. We will only have that thrill of hope when we realize the worth of your soul and that Jesus came and died for you. And even if somebody just invited you here tonight um, and you came because it's just nice to have a candlelight service for Christmas, you may not realize this. You may not even be pursuing God. You might not be pursuing Jesus, but I want you to know that God is relentlessly pursuing you. He is pursuing you because your soul has Worth? Do you think it's possible? Is it possible to possess that thrill of hope once again? I was thinking, <clears throat> I was thinking about things that were we once thought were impossible, but now they're possible. I mean, think about all the things that you would have thought in your lifetime, uh, growing up. Depending on how old you are, you know, all the things that you know just weren't even invented yet. Think about all the things that we would have thought are impossible, but that are possible now when i was a kid i was thinking about this when i was a kid about eight years old uh, we did a lot of imagination play i mean it wasn't just all we didn't have cell phones or you know we didn't have our face in the screen all the time and and so we did a lot of imagination play and my friend richie and i we had this make-believe uh game and character was a sci-fi thing dr v8 we called him, and uh and we would have we had our cheap casio watches on you know and we would pretend to talk to each other through our watches you know (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? Like 40 years later, you can call and we can talk on a watch, you know? Uh, I I, I used to have a pen pal in Canada, and Canada, to me, it seemed like it was on the other side of the world. Do we have any uh, Canadians here tonight? Come on now, cheer it out. It was a really kind of like that. Be proud, man. I'm Canadian, you know, anyway. So uh, I used to have this friend in in, in Canada that I met him at Anna Maria Island when we were on vacation there and we were eight years old and he was my pen pal. If you're under 40, maybe you don't even know what a pen pal is, but I would sit down and I would actually write, handwrite a letter, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, send it to Canada, you know, wherever that was. And so I would send it up there, and then about a month or so later, I'd get a letter back from him. It was pretty cool, and I always got the envelope that had the special, you knew it was coming international because it had the different envelope on it, and it was so cool. Who would have ever thought that if I wanted to, I could take my iPad right now, and I could do a video chat, a live video chat with Pastor Andrew in the Ukraine, and he's our one of our missions uh, missionaries that we are supporting and with our, our partner church there. And, you know, he's going out on the front lines praying with the Ukrainian soldiers, people in his church that are fighting for their, for their country. And I could video chat with him. I've been doing that. I do that all the time. It's amazing to me the things that you thought were impossible that are now possible. Here's one for you. The Canadian thing didn't work out too well, but let me ask you this one. Uh, how, many, how many vegetarians do we have in the room? Any vegetarians? Same Canadians. <laughs> golly what are the chances what are the chances that is amazing all right all right (laughs) well they were a little more proud about it this time for good reason because whoever thought we would come up with the impossible burger right I don't know about you guys but nothing like a good burger made from asparagus that is really funny you guys that's really funny let's talk after the service tell me where Canada is when I think when I think about things that from a human perspective we would say you know hey that's not possible that's not possible but then when you actually see it happen you kind of go wow I never dreamed I never dreamed that was possible some of you uh, might not think it's possible to live a life of fullness. Like maybe your life has drifted from God. Maybe you've never been a part of having a relationship with God. Maybe you haven't realized your meaning and your purpose. Maybe you think, hey, "Man, I don't even know if it's possible to live a life of fullness, to live a life of, with the thrill of hope, to live a life with peace, to live a, a, a life with joy. I don't even know if it's possible, but I want to tell you, it is. It absolutely is. It is possible. And when I think about that, I don't know about anybody that would have had a closer relationship with Jesus than his mother Mary. John would be, you could arguably say that John was probably his best friend, but I don't think there was anybody that was probably closer to Jesus than his mother. And and even while Jesus was on the cross, he looked at his best friend, John, and he said, hey, can you take care of my mom for me? He loved his mom. His mom was close, close, close with Jesus, yet even before, for Mary, even before she realized that Jesus was the Messiah, she thought, yeah, I don't think this is possible. This can't really be real, but listen to the account of the prophecy of the birth of Jesus uh, that was told to Mary, and the angel came and told her this to assure her that with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Here's what it says in the book of Luke. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed, engaged, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. That's what you would be if an angel came to you tonight. I'm just telling you, that's why all the angels said, do not be afraid. It's not like the little cherubs you'd see at Publix or something. When an angel shows up, your first instinct is to be afraid, okay? Uh, But the angel says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and, his, and of his kingdom there will be no end. It's eternal. And Mary said to the angel, of course, she's hearing all this. She's hearing all this about the greatness of God coming near, and God coming down. But Mary says, wait a minute, how can this be? Because I'm a virgin and nobody knew that better than her. How will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, he says, your cousin Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was also called barren. But then he says this, and this is the words I want you to take in and absorb this tonight. For nothing will be impossible with God for nothing will be impossible with God Now I know I hear sometimes I hear preachers use uh, the Greek word for this or you know the Greek word for that you know what the Greek word for nothing is nothing that's right we have a theologian back there right so but Mary would soon realize the truth of those words that nothing will be impossible with God we see that as a theme all throughout scripture That with God, all things are possible. Jesus makes the impossible become possible. Christmas makes the impossible become possible. But listen to this. It begins with having a deep faith in God and faith in the work that God has accomplished through his son, Jesus, in your life you will only ever have that kind of thrill of hope and peace and joy and true love when you put your faith and hope in Jesus. I've shared this story before, and I'll probably share it once a year or so um, <laughs> around here, but I think some of you might need to hear this because it's really impacted my life and it's impacted some other people. This is a story about Vanus Brown. Uh, Vanus is a guy that came to our church every Sunday Uh, It was about 28 years ago. I was about 26, 27 years old. I was just a kid, and I was a pastor in a church there. Bless their hearts for putting up with me at 26, and bless your hearts for putting up with me at 55. (laughs) But uh, our church, we kind of had developed a relationship in Jamaica, and so we were going to Jamaica a lot, and we were building churches and schools for kids in the mountain regions of Jamaica, not where you guys have probably been on your cruise ships, but we were up in the mountain areas and of jamaica and so it was kind of well known for us to go and do those kinds of trips well vanus was an industrial arts teacher he's about 60 some years old uh, he was an industrial arts teacher for the high school there and like i said he came to our church every single sunday but he called me and said hey i really want to go on this trip but i wanted to talk to you can you come over to the workshop tonight uh, after school and and so i came over after hours and we were talking and I, he said i really want to go on this mission trip with you but i wanted to share something with you first because after I share this, you might not want me to go with you. I was like, well, that's kind of piqued my interest. What, what, do you, what do you got going on there? He says, well, I just wanted you to know I'm not a member of your church. Can I still go? I went, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to be a member of our church. I mean, it doesn't matter what church you're a member of. We're all part of the same church. We're not in competition with each other. We're all trying to work towards the same thing. He, he said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not a member of the church. I said, you know. I'm not following you, and he, he said, I don't believe in the impossible, and I said, I'm still not tracking, I'm from Kentucky, I'm a little slow, and so I said, I'm still not tracking, he said, I don't believe in God, and I don't believe in the Bible, and I said, well, that's confusing to me, because you're at church. Every single week, he said, I know I love the people and I, and, and I feel like it's a good place for me to be. I love to be around positive people, help, to, help me to learn how to be a better person. He goes, But I, I just, I said, Why don't you believe? Why wouldn't you believe? He goes, I just can't get past the virgin birth. I can't get past the virgin birth. How in the world, he said, how in the world could someone have a baby and be a virgin? It just doesn't make scientific sense. And then he went on, as so many conversations that I've had over the years with people, he went on about Jonah and the great fish, which most people say Jonah and the whale, but Jonah and the great fish. And he talked about the parting of the Red Sea, and he talked about Lazarus being raised from the dead. You know, he talked about Jesus turning water into wine at his at the wedding uh, event. You know, and I looked at him and I said, "That's what you're hung up on." I mean, like, like that's what you're hung up on? I said, come on, let's go outside for a minute. And so we walked outside. It was a beautiful night. I mean, just the stars were brightly shining, you know. And we sat on the tailgate of my pickup truck. And, and uh, man, I said, just, Vanis, I said, look up. Just look up at the sky. Look at this. I mean, just think about this. The fact that we're here in this universe, that we exist that we're talking, that we're communicating, that I can look at you eyeball to eyeball, and that our eyeballs actually can see each other and they work. Do you know how intricately, in, intric, in, and what is it? Intricately, intricately thank you. <laughs> Do you know how intricately the eyeballs are made? You know, the fact, I mean, that's a miracle in itself. The fact that we can hear each other and, and listen to each other, the fact that we can communicate. Do you know there's not another creature on the planet that is unique like like we are nobody else builds roads and and builds buildings and can, can invent a car you know i mean we there's nobody nothing like us you can't tell me that this just happened by accident i mean the fact that the sun is 93000 miles from the earth if it was 94000 we'd freeze to death if it was 92000 miles away from earth we would burn up it's just you think any of this happened by accident that's what you're that's what you're hung up on a virgin birth. I mean, say look at this. This is amazing that we are here. Our very existence seems impossible, doesn't it? I mean, that's what if you're going to be hung up on some our very existence seems impossible and the only answer that I can ever come up with is God. God makes it possible. That's my only answer. And I said I said look at the organization of our universe. Someone said, life is the greatest organization and miracle of all. If the Big Bang Theory is real, and it could be real. It could be that God used that Big Bang in part of his creation. I don't understand that part. I don't know that. But if the Big Bang Theory is real, and if it happened just out of chance, you know, it would be like, someone said, it would be like taking all of the letters of the alphabet for every language that's ever been written, all the letters of the alphabet, and, and write them down randomly on all the pages ever created. And then underneath all of those pages with all the letters from all the languages and all the alphabet, and we set some kind of a huge, massive explosion underneath of that. And then what came out of that great explosion would be the greatest organization of any library that's ever been uh, made, you know, m- greater than the Library of Congress. I mean, that would be what the chances would be for two atoms coming together and our life having this much meaning and purpose and organization to it in every way. And he just looked at me and I said, you know, also, you know, Vanus, um, we've even figured out now how to uh, have a baby and you can still be a virgin. We've done that with modern medicine. We can figure that out today. If we can figure that out and we only use 10% of our brain, don't you think that God can figure that out? And he chuckled and he laughed in agreement with that, you know. And it was such a great conversation because sometimes we just get up in the morning, we go through our day, and we don't even think about that. We don't think about the fact that we exist. We don't think about God every single moment. But man, God is in everything, is in every part of us and everything that we do. Well, this is a little bit of a rest of the story for you. Uh, Vanus went on the mission trip with us, and he saw so many lives changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then he realized, like Paul McCumber's in the video uh, you saw, he realized that God was doing a work inside of him in his own life. And Vanus came to a point of faith. And we got back from the mission trip. I I baptized Vanus uh, when we got back home in front of his church. And Vannis is about 80-something years old now. And he's been serving as an elder and a leader in the church for over 20 years. And his life is now filled with meaning and purpose, all because of what seemed impossible was only made possible by God. And Vannis came to realize through faith that Jesus is real. God's Word is real. And yeah, I get it. There's a lot that seems impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's the theme throughout Scripture. Let me touch on just a little bit more of impossibilities for just a moment. There's been a lot of men and women who have gone on to prove of what we would say is impossible, like talking on a watch. There's been a lot of men and women who go on to prove that uh, something is not impossible after all, like Igor Sigorsky. Maybe some of you know Igor Sigorsky. Igor, when he was a boy of 12 years old, his parents told him uh, that there have been competent authorities who have already proven that human flight was not possible. Yet Sikorsky built the first helicopter. He was the person who was known as building the first helicopter. And in his uh, American plant, he posted this sign for all of his employees to see and as a reminder for himself. And here's what the sign read. It said, according to recognized aerotechnical tests, the bumblebee cannot fly because of the shape and weight of his body in relation to the total wing area. The bumblebee does not know this. (laughs) So he goes ahead and flies anyway. I thought that was amazing. And I think sometimes God gives us a glimpse, even in creation, with the likes of a bumblebee, that what we think is impossible, God makes possible. When I think about our culture and I think about our world right now, and I think about the conflicts that are going on in our world, when I think about Pastor Andrew, and I see pictures that you guys, we, I just see some pictures that are just heartbreaking and and some and when I'm talking to him. When I see the conflict that's going on over there, it is just heart-wrenching and heartbreaking to think about what's going on in Ukraine, to think about what's going on in Israel and West Bank and Gaza and all the conflict. When I think about what's going on in our country, in our own country, I mean when I think about the violence and the random, when I think about all these things I just kinda go, is peace possible? Is peace even possible? And then I come across this story and it reminds me that yes, yes it is, but it's only made possible because of Jesus. Maybe you've heard the story, it's a famous true story of the Christmas Eve truce of 1914. They even made a movie about it called Joyous Noel. And during World War I, Kaiser Wilhelm II, he had sent thousands of Christmas trees to the front line in order to boost the morale for the German troops. And so after the trees were set up all around their trenches, you know, there was trench warfare that happened in World War I, uh, and, and then so they'd set up all these Christmas trees all over their trenches inside of the enemy's line so the enemies could see that, uh, and then the German soldiers began to sing the beloved song that we're going to sing in just a minute, Silent Night, and his, this uh, strong tenor voice pierces the cold wintry night as the, enemies, uh, the enemy armies, they sit in their trenches gripping their rifles, And they were singing silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. And soon the French and the Scottish troops that had been huddled in their trenches in separate barracks began to sing along to silent night to the tune in their own languages And then something that you would have thought was impossible became possible. Something miraculous, something remarkable happened. Slowly, the soldiers from both sides began to climb out of their trenches. And they began to meet in the middle without their weapons. And they exchanged uh, conversation with each other. They exchanged gifts with each other they basically participated in Christmas Eve mass together. Here's a little bit of a video clip for you just to kinda set the mood for that.
1: My name is Otto. This is Otto. author. me. Those, she saw.
0: can't think of a bloodier conflict, destruction, devastation than World War 1, World War II, I guess any war really. But in their case, the beauty of the song Silent Night and the beauty of the gospel that makes up the content of that song was able to break through the political dividing walls of hostility and united even just for a day maybe these sworn enemies came together in joy and tears is it possible it's possible only because of jesus christ with god all things are possible so tonight we sing hail the heaven-born prince of peace hail the son of righteousness light and life to all he brings risen with healing in his wings i don't know where you're at but some of you might need healing You might need some spiritual healing in your life. You might need some emotional healing in your life. And I want to tell you, it's possible. It's very possible because with with God, all things are possible. But it only happens when you put your hope and your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. Christmas makes everything possible, not because of the Christmas trees and presents and the warm feelings but only because God came near to us in his son, Jesus. So tonight, as we sing, as we stand, and as we sing Silent Night, let's think about what Jesus has done for us and that with God, all things are possible. So grab your candle, let's stand together. And I'll start us off you guys can you guys come here let me light your candle and you can help light you can help light the other candles for us all right you got it good now share your light with others
1: Silent night, holy night Shepherds quake and Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, and radiant beams from thy Thy birth Jesus Lord at thy birth.
0: Hey Merry Christmas, everybody. I pray that you go in the peace and love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and have a blessed day tomorrow as you focus on the birth of Jesus.